Welcome back to Fitness or Fiction. Today, we're going to discuss the difference between treading versus drowning with water and how that pertains to your health and fitness. I'm joined with Curtis Howden. And uh, this is Chancellor Berg joining me here for today's session. Indeed. Welcome back to Fitness or Fiction, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the hype of the health and fitness industry. Every week, we dig into a new topic and help you wade through the real information to make solid decisions on your fitness journey. So yeah, this was kind of more of my baby. I was talking to my wife, Diane, about this, and it was an interesting analogy that was brought up. Analogy, aphorism, it's not an aphorism. Yeah, analogy's good. It was an interesting analogy, but we were talking about people who start their fitness journey and um, they just try to take on too much and they're kind of concerned with the wrong things and they overwhelm themselves and then it becomes, the journey becomes harder than it needs to be because they're essentially panicking, trying to trying to get everything perfect. Like they have this all or nothing mentality. And I related it to, because me and you go swimming so often, if you see somebody that doesn't really know how to swim, they're kind of flopping around in the deep end and they're panicking and they're freaking out and they're trying to do too much. Whereas, you know, when I, when I do a, a beautiful, graceful dive, a gorgeous dive, a gorgeous dive for me to come up from the dive and back up, like get my head above water. It's very smooth and very effortless. Like it's yeah. kind of just like, one little smooth push and i just let uh you know the water just take me the rest of the way and there's not a lot of movement but you know i've helped some people learn how to swim recently and so have you when we go to the pools and that's the number one thing i see is anyone who's not used to swimming or doesn't know how to swim is they're moving too fast and they feel like they need to push the water too much and there's just too much going on yeah i kind of like this analogy for for a variety of reasons i think overwhelm is a big thing for a lot of people it's a it's an issue that they deal with often and it's not just starting out their fitness journey it's actually it can happen midway it can happen all sorts of place um, and really you'll see people take these big steps where they think they're going the right direction they feel good everything's going the right way and then either they keep doing the same thing and it's not working anymore which happens especially with diet or well, it can happen with exercise too but we see it with diet a lot um, or they run into these roadblocks where they're like, well, I just, you know, what I'm doing isn't working. And this kind of comes back to our learned helplessness episode where the feedback loop isn't working anymore. And this is a response to when people notice that. This is, because when, what's the difference between treading water and drowning? Like, functionally, when you watch somebody treading water, it doesn't look jerky. My dad it, does it effortlessly. Right. It doesn't look jerky. He it doesn't look bored. out of control. Yeah, it's they're very targeted movements to keep your head above water consistently. Yeah, and I think that's why this this can fit so well for fitness, but a variety of things where you just need to know the right type of thing to get the the goal. You don't need to have your chest out of the water to be treading water. We just need to make sure that we can get a breath at the right intervals. Mm -hmm. So. I have clients where they're starting out and they're like, well, I want, I want to do four days a week for an hour at a time. And I say, well, you know, how many, how many days are you doing right now? Well, I'm not, but I used to say, cool. Well, how about we build on that? And I don't want to overwhelm you because then you'll experience fear. And that really spells out F everything and run. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, how about we start with like two days, 20 minutes? Because it's unlikely you're not going to be able to do that. People don't like it when you cool their jets like that, though. Anytime I've done that, there's always resistance to it. Like, what? what but I was ready to do so much. Like, I was ready to commit all this juice. 
but they don't see that negative feedback loop that we see when they they fail after two weeks of doing that and then they just crash and burn well and the way that i like to handle that is saying do you are, do you typically beat up on yourself if you don't hit a goal and the answer is almost always yes. Every single person. It's like, so if I let you do that, is it then my fault? They'd be like, well, no. I'd be like, yeah, I disagree. I think it is. Yeah. Because I know better and I let you do it anyway. That's a good, uh, good coaching tip. Any coaches <laughs> listening, myself included. Yeah, but like I talked to a, a girl a couple of days ago that she's been through the ringer with her health. Like all sorts of stuff from autoimmune to cancer to all sorts of things. And when we were talking about, you know, what are we going to do to start? I just said, listen, the thing that we need to do to start is take the least amount of steps that are going to be the most impactful. And this is, this is what I think the truth is when we start dealing with the coaching process and thriving, not just in fitness or nutrition or rest, but like in a lot of different realms. If you can find the lowest hanging fruit, the, the one step that's easy to take that'll have the biggest impact, that is often the best move to take first. Mm-hmm. So the real question comes, how do you take somebody from drowning to treading water? Yeah, it's a big question. I think it's a loaded question. I think it varies person to person, obviously. Yeah, that's the value of coaching. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. you have to be very flexible. Mm-hmm. Somewhere that I still truly believe, though, and I'm not saying that this is the answer for everybody, but I still truly believe that people need to learn to enjoy the process a little bit before they just like hunger and desire for the result. Even like me and you at the gym for the last 10 years, I've known so many people and so many even personal trainers who are like, I'm going to get in the career of personal training and they get in phenomenal shape because it's their life and they're wrapped around in it for two years. And then, you know, whether it's too hard or they don't like it, they want to do something else and they lose themselves and like everything's gone to the wayside. Like I'm a personal trainer, so I work out six days a week and now I'm not a trainer. So I have a hard time hitting the gym once. Stick to itiveness is a, a very challenging thing. That's a nice little portmanteau term for you. Yeah, um, it's trying to find it, trying to make it enjoyable is a very challenging thing, I think, for a lot of people. I, you know, a long time ago, we talked about before you start doing anything, really sit down and think about it and understand it fully. Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I think something we could actually talk about in there is, okay, why am I doing this? How do my workouts daily fit into that? And we we discussed that a little bit, but... Well, it's like if somebody wants to be jacked, like if there's a young guy, if there's a young guy who wants to be jacked and have big biceps like you, but he doesn't like lifting weights, he doesn't like lifting heavy, but he wants to play volleyball and play badminton, like those sports will be great for his health and hand-eye coordination, and they're fun. I love those those sports but they're not going to get you jacked the way you want. So you kind of have to like, is the sacrifice worth the result? Like, and can you learn to enjoy it? I think if you were to ask people that have achieved their weight loss goal and they've gone from, for example, no six pack to having abs. Mm -hmm. If you were to ask them, how different do you feel? How much do you think that has, that has impacted your overall happiness? The answer right away might be significant, but I think it would dwindle over time. And that's why we see that, I think the stat on people that are successful in in instituting dietary change, uh, longevity speaking, is uh, 5%. 95% of people don't do it for the long term. In fact, if you check up on them three years afterwards, they're usually heavier than what they started as. Mm. But there's this challenging perspective in the fitness industry, and there's there's challenging narratives, I like to call them, throughout um, 
in different realms. I, I've talked about the rehab one, and we'll talk about that at some point more. But one of the challenges that I, I look at with body comp is like, well, I'm just going to do this, this, and this, and then I'm going to be happy, or then I'm going to have my result. And it's like, yeah. You know, I actually think that it's easier to make the right choices when you look the way you want to look. But when you look the way that you thought you wanted to look and you realize that you're still the same person, I think that's really hard to stick to because it's like, well, I thought I would feel this way and I thought that people would respond in this way. And it's kind of like that gym meme where it's like what you think is going to happen when you have the six pack and it's this guy with like, it's Arnold with all the girls on his shoulders. Mm -hmm. It's like what really happens and there's dudes walking by being like, nice biceps, dude. You look jack, bro. Yeah, like you really need to make sure that the goal that you have is coming from the inside first. Mm -hmm. And that deep work is important. But then as we plan out, like this actually is worth my while. If I have a goal that I think makes a lot of sense, I'm going to stick to it for the following reasons. But you're like, well, this is the step that I'm taking right now. Here is my current approach. That is the thing that I see missing with most people. If I say, what's the approach that you're taking right now? They're just going to look at me like, um, exercise. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, I think we could actually do a little bit better than that. Like, what is the approach you're taking? And my goal for my clients is to have them have a better answer than that because then it's easier to buy into and then it's easier to see results and you can actually feel proud of the process that you've done because you understand it better. Yeah. There was a little quip that I used to, um, that I actually podcasted on on my previous podcast that um, kind of goes hand in hand with this too. Like when it comes to seeing, like seeing results and things like that, and it was slow is smooth, but smooth is fast. Hmm being like if you take things actually slow and sort sort things out and make it smooth essentially smoothness will translate to speed and longevity and yeah i i absolutely agree with that so let's let's kind of just go this direction where i'm going to kind of say where i stand on this and then you can kind of flash off where you stand on this and we can we can kind of go from there if you were to ask me somebody that's feeling overwhelmed isn't getting where they want to go um, they feel like they're drowning, but they want to be treading water. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I would do in that analogy with that person is say, what's the most impactful thing that you can do right now? So if they suck at using their legs for treading water. You actually don't have to. You can actually teach them a better arm action and they'll still be okay. Mm-hmm. So for me, I would say, okay, what's the, what's the lowest hanging fruit? The easiest thing to do that you can already do that'll have the most impact. That's where I I see that going. And then if we want to stick with that same analogy, we start taking the next steps and we can take them from treading water to actually actively swimming towards a destination. Yeah. I think for me, the most impactful thing, I think yours is correct as well. Again, it's person to person specific, but I think if somebody's coming to me and they have that drowning mentality where they're like, I'm doing all of this stuff, I'm doing all of this, like... I would try to find a way to actually take away from them because chances are they're trying to do way too much. Like, oh, I'm focused on my meal timing and my meal prep and my macros and my program and like this and this and this and this. And it's like, well, let's let's take something away. Mm. You know, I told you this before. I was listening to that stoic philosophy type stuff. And um, one of their philosophies is that if you actually say no to things, that allows you to focus. Like when you say no to something, that allows you to do other things better. Because you have less on your plate. So like if we can figure out a way to wrap their mind around actually taking something away so that they can execute the other things better, then that might help with the, that drowning. 
Huge, yeah. It was kind of the opposite end. Like if we talk about getting rid of all the things you don't need and focusing on the the most impactful, I think that's same thing. That's yeah. a very high truth coming from different directions. Two which different is paths, ideal. same endpoint. Yeah. But really, at the end of the day, with that whole analogy, the number one cause of drowning is in fact panic. Mm-hmm. And panic, you can be taking the right actions, but not applying it in the right direction, and you're over. Yeah. Like if you're swimming directly against the current to try to get back to shore you'll probably drown. Whereas if you went out with the current and took the next rip in, you'd probably be fine. And you're still taking the same action, which is a dedicated swimming in a direction. You just needed to go the other direction. Yeah. So I think that's, that's a really cool way to look at things. And my question to those that are still with us is, what are the things that you're doing that might not have the best value? And what are the things that you're doing that have the most value that you could lean in on more? And just simplify the process. I can answer that for myself. Let's hear it. For me, I'm very much doing like intuitive programming where I kind of go into the gym and do a body scan and see how I feel. And then I execute some tasks. I often, previously I was over-programming myself because I have a lot of ambitious goals and a lot of ambitious things I want to try to achieve. Kind of like a squirrel, like too many nuts to chase. And I'll slam like 10 things on my whiteboard when I'm like, Oh man, to execute these 10 things with like amazing quality is, um, it's a little bit of a struggle. So now I try to limit my program down to four things that I can do really, really well and execute like maximum quality, maximum intensity to it. And then if I feel good after those four things, then I might tack on one or two more things to kind of finish the day off. But before my programs are becoming way too big, cause I'm like, I need like skill and strength and I need, um, better endurance and the list goes on flexibility and it was just i was overwhelming myself with too much program yeah hard to tread water when you're trying to chase too many things so yeah i think that's a a great kind of point to end on like if you pictured like a balanced diet you're not trying to get every macronutrient in one meal so when you're getting in for your workout or planning your diet if you can simplify it to like here's my three to five things that i'm going to get and anything else is gravy that can be a big win yeah so if you're still with us at this point, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, you're the reason that we get to do this and uh, reach out and help people. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out. And uh, we always do appreciate a little bit of a follow, subscribe, hitting alerts. Yes, we're not the best at answering comments, but if you do, we'll try to be better. I'm curious if anyone has anything they want us to talk about. Yeah, I'd love to hear some suggestions. Thanks for joining us this week. We appreciate your support. If you enjoy this episode, we'd love it if you would subscribe, follow, and throw us a like on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts.